Let's get to some business news as movie theaters across the country attempt to reopen. AMC has come up with a way to bring customers back. Listen to this. AMC has announced that it is reopening its theaters next week and tickets will be just 15 cents on reopening day. For 15 cents, you can spend two hours in full panic wondering if it was worth it. Um, popcorn full price, though? No, discounted on that stuff, too. Okay. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So yesterday, the Department of Justice said it found Yale has discriminated against Asian American and white applicants, which everybody knew was the case, but that's uh, official now, and we can talk about that later because that's kind of an interesting story. Um... If you're Latinx, you want to stay tuned. Yes, and maybe when you're at Yale. That was an ironic use of that term, by the way. Gotcha. For the record. Uh, Oh, and uh, a move toward taxing excessive savings, which uh, my dad has been worried about as as long as he's been retired, that at some point they're going to come for anybody who's got any money. Well, we've uh, been predicting this for a long time, and uh, one unicornian state, perhaps you've heard of it, is running that up the flagpole. Look, you've disproportionately extracted from the uh, the public economy. You have more money than you need. We're just going to come take some of it. Those who have been blessed the most, who have disproportionately extracted by whatever skill, more and more from the national wealth, they're going to have to share more of that. You are a communist. And he'd say, yes, I am. And, yeah. and what? Now that I'm retired, I can say it out loud. Yeah. yeah, business people, how do you like that? You don't create the economy. You extract from it. That was the former governor, two-time governor of uh, California, Jerry Brown. For long terms. But more on that later. So Joe used the term Latinx, which some weirdos are trying to get started because it... Yeah, college, university, nut jobs. And media people. Because Latino and Latina have a uh, a gender attached to them, and they're trying to go genderless with Latinx. Yes, exactly. And the same thing is happening with the word women-X? Wim-X. Mm. Now, what is that? So what, what is that <laughs> They're trying to eliminate the term men from women. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yes, yes. Do we st- do, where's the gendered language clip, Michael? Do I have to tip you? How does this work exactly? <laughs> I mean, that's the very topic we're discussing. Maybe you can Venmo him a couple of bucks. We're getting, we're getting a little slack here Please in the pandemic. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Thank you. So this is a new Gotta one. Gotta be, I, lean forward at the waist. Wait on the balls of your feet. So this is a new one I came across yesterday, mathematics, with an X at the end of it. Oh, no. Um, and I don't, I don't, I tried to understand it, and I'm, I'm either... Not smart enough. I'll be charitable and say I'm not smart enough to understand this stuff. The other way around would be is that it doesn't make any sense and you can't <laughs> understand it because it well because it makes no sense. Yeah, well, I have plenty of uh, friends who are very, very smart, smarter than me, and they agree it makes no sense. And this is on. Uh, it was, I got it off of James Lindsay's website, and he's he's absolutely fantastic. If you've never checked out any of his stuff or his YouTube videos or his podcasts or whatever, because he's he's fighting the good fight, and he's a super lefty liberal, but he you know he believes there's such things as facts like science and math, right. and we can't now start ignoring them or we're going to be doomed. Um, and he's absolutely right. But this is from his website. This whole mathematics thing seems to be uh, kicked off by this Dr. Gutierrez out of the University of Illinois who got this going. Oh, great. And um, Dr. Gutierrez, I'll just I'll just read the description. Another from humiliation for my alma mater. Doctor, First, a sucky football program. Now this. 
Dr. Guterres thinks that math has been controlled by global white supremacy. So every area of mathematics might come to the conclusions it does because of white supremacy. Even 2 plus 2 equals 4 might be racist or the result of Western imperialism. Um, some you, people, you're starting to get how nuts these people are? Some even get that say that directly. Here's, here's one of the examples they, they give, and then I'll read part of their description. And if it makes sense to you, good for you. You're smarter than me. But anyway, they have this little cartoon drawing here where it says... Two plus two equals four, not always true. And it's got these cartoon people. Two apples plus two oranges doesn't equal four apples. Is that... that is the most stupid thing <laughs> I have ever heard. And I've heard, I, hell, I've spoken quite a number of stupid things in my life. <laughs> Nobody said it would equal two, four apples. It equals four fruits, period. So, you, oh, these people are dangerous. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't want to skip to the punchline yet. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read a little of this, and it I understand it's so little. They reference all these different thinkers and writers and stuff like that. I'll just gloss over that. But unlike Hatcher's goals, I choose to privilege the view of Nepantalurks, whatever that is, seeing the interconnectedness between indigenous and white stream knowledge of mathematics. I choose the term white stream instead of European-American to highlight the role of global white supremacy and the enterprise of mathematics education. Indigenous cultures, for instance, generally share presuppositions characterized as value-laden, contextualized, cultural, ideological, mostly subjective, Ah. and embracing multiple truths. Now I get it. Now you get it. (sighs) Was Um, he getting paid by the long word there? That was mumbo and comma jumbo. It's a she, I believe. But Dr. Gutierrez also says the idea math can solve anything is a fallacy. She asks why math? Well, one, values logic over intuition and asks students to use logic instead of intuition. Yes. She says that's a problem, that math values logic over intuition. (laughs) And it teaches people to to critique reasoning rather than just appreciate its various reasoning attempts. I don't even know what that means. Um, It's an A for trying. It's a trophy for everyone. And then a little bit more of that. Uh, Living Mathematics Towards a Vision for the Future by Rochelle Gutierrez, University of Illinois. This paper offers specific implications for teaching and learning and brings into conversations ideas from mathematics, including Western mathematics, post-colonial theory, aesthetics, biology, and indigenous knowledge in order to propose a new vision for practicing mathematics, what I like to call mathematics, with an X at the end. Mm. Now I'm convinced. I build upon the work of sustainability in mathematics education and suggest we need to think not only about the more ethical ways of applying mathematics, the ethical ways of applying mathematics. Kill me. Kill me. A math problem either has this answer or doesn't. It doesn't matter if Hitler says it or Jesus says it or Obama or Trump or whoever. The number is the same. Well, more white supremacy, folks. I'm sorry you had to hear that. But not according to this person. My God. Where's your hood? We need to question the very nature of mathematics. Who does it and how we are affected by that practice? How about you go ahead, sweetheart? The rest of us are going to continue to get two of that and two of that and say four. Uh, uh, and then something about plants that I don't understand. This was uh, James Lindsay's like focal point on how we're supposed to listen to plants now. Science and traditional knowledge may ask different questions and speak different languages, but they may converge when they both truly listen to plants. And then it references somewhere else. I'm struck. Something else to read. We're making reference to James Lindsay here and his uh, uh, associates, uh, Helen Pluckrose and Peter Bogosian, who who vaulted to fame because they had published a handful of phony 
research papers in in respected publications. They made them up. They were intentionally ridiculous. And they got published. And they got published because there's nothing too ridiculous for the woke uh, soft science crowd. I was struck as you were reading that gal's verbiage that I couldn't tell if she was serious or it was another parody. Right. Well, how could you? Right. How could you? Right. These people are insane. These people are insane. Here's uh, here's the punchline. And it's not a punchline, ha-ha. It's a punchline, uh-oh. This has been the hallmark of various totalitarian regimes throughout history. They make it impossible for you to know what the rules are or what the truth is. And all you can do is say, yes, that's true if you say it's true, Mr. Chairman. Hallmark of the North Korean regime. We talked about this the other day. It's why Kim Jong-il used to say he made 18 consecutive holes in one. Because if you said, wait a minute, that's impossible. Boom, you're in the gulag, you're dead. Um, if if if, King, if uh, Kim Jong-un says two plus two is actually seven. You say, yes, it is. Absolutely it is. And if they say, you know, uh, your, your grandfather being tortured to death is actually uh, human rights. You'd say, yes, they are. Yes, he is. He should have been tortured. Okay, Thank I, you, sir. I get that, but I assume that Chairman Mao saying two plus two is seven, he knows it's not seven. He, it's a test of loyalty and who he can trust and who he can't. Yeah. This university professor, I actually think, <laughs> believes two plus two isn't four. I think that's possible, yeah. I think she's just deluded. But the, the problem is, and, and it's interesting, she may be one of the useful idiots. God, and she's teaching kids. and some, Stalin There about. are parents who've been scraping together money their whole lives to send their kid to learn from that crazy person. Right, I know it. She's absolutely probably one of those useful idiots, but the whole uh, the whole um, uh, racist, anti-racist, uh, critical race theory thing, it's the same thing. The idea is not that you conform and get on the right side of it. The idea is that you can never conform and get on the right side of it because you're born with the original sin of being light-skinned. And so if you can never be on the right side of it, you can be controlled. You're a, you're, you're a criminal. Um, you are a bad person. You are a racist. And if you are a racist, how can you rally others to support you? Because people, most people have conscious abhor racism. So the idea is to keep you always on your heels and always uh, outside the law. Now, this gal, I agree, she's just freaking nuts. But the reason you have to reject that sort of thing... <laughs> Yeah, feel free. Let her rip. <laughs> the reason you have to reject that sort of thing is because it will lead to a situation where, and this is straight out of communist uh, um, doctrine, there is no truth but what the party says. It's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, well, and prof- uh, Dr. Lindsay's got his Ph.D. in mathematics. He's really worried that has now gone from, you know, the soft sciences where you can at least make the argument and you could kind of pull it off, even if it is crap about Right. White supremacy and colonialism and all that crap. Right. Um, when it, when you're getting into mathematics and physics, it's just, I mean, you're really into insane territory here. And it bothers him as a math professor that, that this is catching hold in various universities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- this idea that there's indigenous math and their, their math is different than our math or can be. And that if you come from that background, like if you're in an, uh, an American school, but you identify as you know, whatever part of Africa or something like that, you shouldn't have to get the same answers as the white kids get. Right. Which is incredibly condescending. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. And as Steven Pinker and others have written, this is especially scary because the Enlightenment 
which lifted, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of people out of poverty and and toward justice and away from medieval torture and and superstition and the rest of it is based on objectivity, the scientific method, agreeing on what facts are facts. We do not want to retreat from the Enlightenment, folks. You do not want to live in the Middle Ages. A lot of sores, for one thing. A lot of sores, tooth decay. Well, and people being tortured to death over superstitions. I see in the headlines, Miley Cyrus has announced who took her virginity and at what age, so... Uh, that team coverage Live on that team story. Coverage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Plus, oh, as long as we're on the topic, we've got to hit you with the stats on the term Latinx, which the woke crowd and and the press is trying to get you to use. Yeah, it's what percentage good. of people who would answer that description use that term or have even heard of it is hilarious. <laughs> Stay tuned, amigos and e amigas. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe Biden came out for mandatory nationwide masks. Anybody outside for three months? That'd be August, September, October. Wow. Clear up till election then. More on that later. Uh, It's always interesting when you can see your own brain working. Best example I can come up with is is uh, maybe you can't remember the name of something or a city or whatever, but you know there's a short A in it. Mm-hmm. That's the way my brain works. Or if I see, I have this terrible problem recognizing people outside of context. It's, you see your coworker in the mall, and you've worked for worked with them for ten years, and you're like, I know, I know them, and your brain says you like them, you and you have to work your way to who they are. I just was walking down the hall, and I caught out of the corner of my eye. Either a deviled egg or a cupcake, because I just saw it out of the corner of my eye. Those are two completely different things. Yeah, but the top of a cupcake looks a lot like the top of a deviled egg, kind of whipped, and (laughs) it was like a light yellowish and stuff like that. And I could actually feel my brain saying, like with two files in his hand, which one, which one, which which one? Which one were you hoping it is? Because I'd rather eat a deviled egg. But. I think I was, yeah, I was uh, I was rooting for deviled egg. It was indeed a cupcake. Mm. But it was funny that my brain wasn't sure where to file it, so I had to stop and look. And, ah, cupcake. I've never eaten a deviled egg. You've never had a deviled oh, egg? Oh, for no. goodness sakes. I'm going to have my wife whip some They're up. They're good. We'll bring them in. They vary a lot, though. They're one of those things that they can be so different. I tell you what, eat them early in the picnic. After they've yeah. been sitting out in the sun for yeah. a while. Not <laughs> after the family softball game. Oh. It's a sick enough. When the flies in the heat have had a good chance to. Yeah. yeah. Boy, if you're low carbon, they're like the best thing ever. Mm. Super yummy filling, the rest of it. Have you heard this term, Latinx? It's L-A-T-I-N-X. So you don't have to say Latino or Latina. Um, and it's the idea that it's just cruel to uh, have, <laughs> have a gender assigned to that. Right. Right. And or uh, yeah, well, and it's the woke crowd and journalists. They're the only people who use it. They're trying to ram it down your throat. Most languages other than American have gendered language, yeah, right? God, With, how old please is do not use gendered language to to address everyone. All right, why don't you catch your breath there and let the grown-ups talk? <laughs> Most Latino adults have not heard of the term Latinx, and practically none use it. Seventy-six percent of 
Hispanic, Chicano, whatever you want to say, people, which is a completely artificial designation anyway. People from Spain have nothing to do with people from Cuba, who have almost nothing to do with people from Mexico, as differentiated from native peoples in Mexico, never mind Peruvians, Venezuelans, and and completely different language, uh, Brazilians. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. Anyway, 76% have not even heard of the term. What percentage of uh, white women with graduate degrees have heard of it? Mm, 70? <laughs> 80? Uh, at least. Yeah. Yeah, certainly in the idiot sciences. I'm not going to say soft sciences anymore. They're not. They're non-sciences. Anyway, the uh, grievance studies crowd. But of the 23% or so of Latino adults who have heard of the term, 3% use it. 3%. Yeah. This yeah. texter said, I'm going to start spelling it mental illness now. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> well played, my friend. <laughs> well played. Um, of all people who could be broadly described as whatever you want to call them, um, 61% prefer the term Hispanic, 29 Latino, uh, about 4% Latinx. Um, those who have heard of it, it's only 10%. That guy in China that got arrested the other day, the big journalist speaking on behalf of free speech, um, he got arrested? Well, he's gotten out on bail. What's going on with that, among other things? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone talks about Russia, Russia, Russia. They talk about China, China. There you go. I don't know. I don't know where he was going with that, but I think he he was uh, making the point that uh, how about the uh, the media and how they interfere with elections? Oh, okay. I was going to talk about China, so that's what I. Um, China. I wanted to mention though, New York Times with their rolling fourteen day average of deaths in America from coronavirus, it's down seven percent. Our fourteen day average cases down eighteen percent. Cases. You got to tell me, like, are we testing fewer people? I know. <laughs> or Cases more is or the same. I know. It's just, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that number. Um, hey, we got 100 more tests today, and we have 15 more cases. So cases are up. Respond stupid people and all of the media. Stupid's unfair. People who haven't uh, studied how statistics work. I apologize for my, my harsh language and retract it. The U.S. ambassador to Israel said Trump has dramatically changed Middle East foreign policy for the better. I hope so, and this the the, the hope is that the UAE uh, normalizing relations with Israel is just a uh, the first, and other countries will say, "Okay, it's okay, you can do it. It's now it's now a thing we can do." And other countries will start doing it. Right. Right. It's a huge, huge development, and it goes to further isolate Iran, which is incredibly important. Absolutely. I, there, there are days I am so glad Trump got elected, and I so wish he could just dial back on some of the more you know, Trumpy aspects of his Trumpiness. <sighs> um, but, you know, let's not get, go down that road. Um, the pandemic is going to end one of these days, and then the economy will recover at some point. Is it? Will it? Um, I hope. But the story that is going to be with us uh, until we're all dead and beyond is uh, China's role in the world uh, as it relates to the United States. 
And uh, is China's view of the world going to prevail or is ours? I think it's a serious question uh, going forward. Um, I hope ours. I hope we're recognizing what a threat China is. But anyway, this guy Jimmy Lai, who runs Apple Daily, it's a, a news organization in Hong Kong and was pro-democracy and anti-China. Um, he got arrested a couple of days ago which was seen as a huge move by the Chinese in that they just don't care what world opinion is about this sort of thing. I legit thought that might have been the last time we'd ever see him. Yeah, me too. Well, he's out on bail. I, I don't quite get what's going on here. Um, $64,000 bail. Now, they did seize his entire net worth of $50 million. They've taken his passport, so it's not like he's you know going anywhere right, or living a normal life of any right. kind. yeah. Uh, this article here from the Global Times says it's just the way uh, the judicial system works in Hong Kong. Uh, you get out on bail. You're you're not in any sense free. Um, you're just not in jail mm. while it moves toward your trial. But, yeah, I'm surprised he's out at all. I don't know if that was a, look, we're willing to do this. You better keep your mouth shut. It's not going to work on Jimmy Lay as we uh, played clips of him from 60 Minutes. He's, he's not going to shut up. No, he's a true believer. God bless him. He's, he's, a, he's a patriot, and he's a hero. He's actually willing to give his life for this cause. You know, We'll see what happens. I, I hate to turn this bitter um, or away from you know the communists, but a couple of things struck me lately. Number one, this guy who is risking everything for freedom and freedom of speech, and the contrast between him and the woke, young Trustafarians we're smashing things up to prevent free speech in American cities and uh, who pretend like they're taking great risks with their masks and everything when they know they're perfectly safe. And the uh, the lefty fathers and mothers of some of these cities have announced, no, we won't prosecute you. And then there were there have been uh, pro-democracy protests in uh, Belarus lately. Um, there's there's a essentially a communist dictator who's, who's really asserted his power in Belarus. And a video came out the other day of uh, it was eight or eight or nine young people, men, young men and young women who were paraded out in front of the cameras. And they the the fellas were visibly beaten. I mean, they'd been beaten. The girls just looked terrified. God knows what had happened to them or what was threatened to them. And they were on the camera saying, no, I will never take part in any protest again. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. I won't do it again. It was absolutely horrifying. And the contrast between those young people actually risking awful treatment to express their their desire for freedom and the woke people who want nothing but power and control in this country, it was just it was it was shocking. In a way, it was it's beautiful that there are still people out there who remind us how precious liberty is and they're willing to fight and die for it. Kind of on that topic, in a good lead-in, we're going to tell you about Simply Safe here in a second. Is the Oregon State Police Captain uh, Timothy Fox announced yesterday? We're moving resources away from the federal building in Portland because there we arrest these people. They don't prosecute them. They let them out. There's no point. Um, I'm paraphrasing now, but we're he said we're inclined to move resources back to counties where prosecution of criminal conduct is still a priority. Wow! So the police are actually saying, "Well, we're not going to arrest. We're, we're backing off." Right. What's the point? We arrest people, you don't prosecute them, you let them go. Right. And, How and, crazy is that? And there's a large element of we are not going to bear the brunt of the lawlessness you're encouraging. You need to start paying that bill. 
oh, enlightened ones in, in Portland. So that's, I love that move. So that's the world you, you, you may live in, or it could be coming your direction. It might be a good idea to have a home security system like Simply Safe, and it's the best one out there. Yep. If the uh, activists come to your door, you're going to see them on your cameras, uh, sensors and cameras, blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home, but no messy, expensive install and no long contract with Simply Safe. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So it's like $15 a month. That's not very much, and you're not locked into the long contract. Uh, you hook it up yourself, and it's simple enough you can actually turn it on. I've been at people's houses that had security systems. They're like, hey, got to, and then it goes beep, beep. And no, I press the wrong. Ah, forget it. So, you don't want it. It's not like that with Simply Safe. You'll actually use it. Yep. It's better in every way, and it's less expensive, which is why uh, U.S. News & World Report named it the best overall home security 2020. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. Simply is S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know we sent you. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. The slam of your car door is fake. We talked about this late in the show the other day or on the podcast. I don't remember which, but you probably haven't heard it. So uh, years ago, we all caught on to the idea that you can kind of tell how you know good a quality a car is by the sound of the door shutting. I, I would shut the door of some cars and have exactly the same feeling as I get when I shake hands with a guy who's got a weak handshake. I <laughs> right. think this car is a wuss. And it was true to a certain extent, but that was a long time ago. And the car makers have figured out that psychologically, we're all now now just decide how good a car is based on the... The sound of the car door. A the, good, the, low-pitched thump. So the car companies, and I thought this was, it's called Psychoacoustics, which broadly speaking is good the... Good band name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which broadly speaking is the study of psychological, cognitive, and sensory responses associated with sound. Anyway, uh, since we all decide how good a vehicle is based on the sound of the car door, they started making it a priority to make sure the door shuts with a really good solid thunk. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the vehicle. I thought that was really interesting. It's got all the power of a hamster on a wheel, but it's got a good thump. Manufacturers quickly realized that engineering the right sound of a car door closing was their first priority to make buyers feel about feel good about the car's quality, craftsmanship, and safety. So it's just that's I I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. It's just worth knowing. You know, you're right. Safety. You hear that good solid thoop, and you think this car is solid. Yes. How interesting. Mm-hmm. Humans, clever beasts. Yep. Often disgusting, devious, but clever. At some point, I want to get back to the Megan McArdle piece saying uh, this: uh, the pandemic is as horrific as it is, and just incredibly annoying. Uh, is a great chance to redesign the bloat of our colleges and universities. Um. I've, you know, I've got some more um, race, uh, racial stuff. Good common sense, finally normal people are are, are speaking out stuff. We got kind of heavy on it this hour, so maybe we'll hold right. off for a couple minutes. But Oh, hey, do you remember the McCloskeys in St. Louis? That's the couple that the, the mob, the woke mob, the Black Lives Matter people, busted into their gated street and were screaming and yelling at them, and they stood there on their front porches with guns. Well, there is now solid evidence of prosecutorial misconduct mm. in that case. Uh, so we can bring that to you, among other things. And Miley Cyrus finally reveals who took her virginity. It was me. Wow, really? Yeah. 
I normally don't kiss and tell, but she's out. So that is the last person. Sorry, honey. I probably should have alerted my wife. That's the last person I would have guessed. Like, actually, <laughs> maybe literally the last person I would have guessed. <laughs> of four billion males on Earth. You know, it was a beautiful night. The, uh, the moon was out. We'd had a couple of uh, Manhattans. He said, hey, are you Hannah Montana? Uh, she said, oh, you silly boy. <laughs> Next thing you know. Actually, she would have said, oh, you silly boy. And then stopped. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then stubbed out another cigarette. Do you listen to Old Town Road? While that'd be weird, their dad singing. You don't want that. <laughs> that'd be off-putting. Are yeah. you kidding? You don't want that. Ugh. So that other stuff Joe mentioned coming. Yeah, up. yeah, the, the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that. Armstrong and Getty. Helmsworth is the answer. The actor Chris Helmsworth. Uh, Miley Cyrus announcing yesterday who she lost her virginity to. She ended up marrying him, which is a nice story. They didn't. They didn't stay married very long, but no. But they got married. Yeah, it was fun. She was sixteen. It looks like the math oh, really? on this though is that he was twenty-one. Unless I'm doing the math wrong, but I don't know if that's going to become a problem. Hey, how about you don't announce that? What? Yeah, hey, well. uh, that's uncool. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I don't care, so I'm not going to spend any more time thinking about it. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, the state of Cal Unicornia has actually said out loud what had been whispered about previously. That's taxing people's excess savings. You you probably have more money than you need. We already taxed it in all the ways, but you seem to have a pile of it. So we're going to take some of it. Tell you about that coming up. Wow. Uh, I know, it's it's unbelievable. Also, more of this really terrific Megan McArdle piece, uh, surprisingly, in the Washington Post, talking about how the pandemic has really made clear that the whole modern university thing, college thing, is just indefensible. I'd say. Yeah, which we've been yelling about for years here at the uh, Armstrong and Getty Circus. Speaking of circuses, the, the prosecution of the McCloskeys there in St. Louis, uh, that's the couple that was out on their front porch, um, when the uh, Black Lives Matter mob busted into their neighborhood and was shrieking threats at them and the rest of it. And this Kim Gardner woman, who's just way, way woke lefty, she's the uh, county prosecutor, decided to prosecute these people for just I'm not even defending their home, but standing there saying, we will defend our home. You mess with us, you're going to get the uh, the business end of a gun. Well, the lead St. Louis police detective investigating the McCloskey case refused to sign at least two versions of court documents prosecutors drafted, um, according to a local TV station. In addition, police contend at least one person in the crowd was armed and another was wearing a bulletproof vest after analyzing videos taken June 28th when the couple confronted protesters with guns. Uh, it's It's worth mentioning that the cops in this situation have been extremely sympathetic to the McCloskeys, and it's just this rogue prosecutor. But here's some details. You've already heard that the prosecutor, Chris Hinckley, who's one of Kim Gardner's hand-picked minions, ordered the lab to disassemble and then reassemble the non-operative gun into operative condition so that he could charge Mrs. McCloskey with brandishing a working gun. Mm. And because she just had a replica, I guess. Mm. Um, that's falsification of physical evidence right there, but Hink. Hinckney's efforts at falsification went further than that. 
Hinckley pressured the lead detective to sign a warrant application um, that uh, Hinckley had written that contained a bunch of false claims. The detective demanded these false claims be removed, but Hinckley fought for them. Hinckley also wrote the document the lead detective did sign, known as the probable cause statement, but it went through at least two revisions after the detective, whose name is Bergdorf, outlined 14 concerns he had about the document. Among those concerns, Hinckley characterized the protest as peaceful and organized, and that it was, quote, calling attention to racial inequities in the criminal justice system. Bergdorf wrote the evidence he gathered showed the protest was to call for the resignation of the mayor, and the final document called it a protest march. Hinckley called Mark McCloskey's gun an assault rifle. Bergdorf called the word assault a propaganda term. It was left out of the final document. Um... Hinckley wrote that the protesters passed through an open gate onto private property. Bergdorf said he didn't know whether the gate guarding the private street was open when the protesters went through it, but at some point it was damaged. Yeah, it was busted off its hinges. Now, if they did that after they went through it, I suppose that's possible. But the cop is saying, I don't know that it was open. Um, And according to the homeowners in the area, it was open because the peaceful protesters smashed it open. Hinckley responded, your points here are really problematic. It seems to go beyond oversight and into purposeful ignorance. I suggest you very quickly reassess this evidence. Um, Ultimately, the document that the cop signed read, protesters walked through the gate. Hinckley wrote that Mark McCloskey's gun was, quote, visibly loaded with an ammunition clip. Bergdorf wrote that he would have to verify that detail because it wasn't mentioned in his report or interviews with them. Um, da, da, da. Hinkley left a threatening voicemail stating he was done with this crap and that the cop had better start certifying what Hinkley was ordering him to certify, uh, etc. So, uh, good for the cops in this uh, case. God, I'd say. If Way you're, to go, uh, detective. If you're not allowed to protect yourself in your own stuff, then you're, that uh, we're into a different period of history. Uh, I would say the idea you can't protect yourself and your property is, uh, well, that the idea that you can is... I mean, that goes back to English common law. It's Magna Carta stuff. It's the king himself cannot enter your cottage. Um, and they're trying to dismantle that. Oh, I wonder why they would want you defenseless. Hmm. Let's all think about that. So a lot of talk about a vaccine. Uh, Russia's got one. I don't know why we can't get one. They got one. <laughs> what are you, Putin stooge? It's some uh, fizzy water with food coloring. but Well, if if what Russia says is is honest we have multiple vaccines at the stage that theirs is already sure like we 170 just, of them yeah we just require another stage to make sure it's actually safe to use on scale and that was with a big if so you critical of vaccine proof of work outside window step near window <laughs> <laughs> uh so another poll fox uh, news had a poll come out yesterday and a, a bunch of different things but the question was do you plan to get a covid 19 vaccine shot when one becomes available it's trending downward, which is weird. In May, 60% of people said yes, that's not high enough. Experts say that won't be enough to do what we want to do here, mm. getting rid of the virus. We need more people to get it. It's now 55%. Only 55% of people say they'll get it. No was up to 26. Unsure is 20. Maybe with a was, ad campaign, you can get that other 20% on board. I yeah. don't know. Was there verbiage saying if it's uh, proved to be safe and effective? Question is only, <laughs> do you plan on getting a COVID-19 vaccine shot when one becomes available? Mm. If you're a sane person at all, you would assume it's been safe and effective, or they wouldn't be I, if moving you have, forward with it. Yeah, I, I would agree, but you know, you got to bring the folks along. 
not everybody has your your acumen, your your vast knowledge. And there's a certain percentage. It's going to be in the news a fair amount when the vaccine finally hits. Yeah. Trust me, there'll be a fair amount of discussion about it. On the other hand, most people, most people, I don't know that that's true. A lot of people get their news in weird little ideological bubbles. Right. And uh, trust me, I, I go through the email for this show, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. People send us stuff all the time. That they consider, you can tell by the way the email's written, just absolutely indisputable proof of something. And it's from, you know, alternahealth.com, some crackpot doctor, if he even is a doctor, was last in his class, and it's bunk. But they believe it to their core. So, you know, you're going to have to bust through that. I got to admit, I won't be first in line. I think there's going to be a lot of people like that who who wait a month or two to make sure people don't grow like a third arm out of their forehead. I don't or know something. if I wait a month or two, but I certainly you know I want to hear I want to know if people are screaming in pain. Ah! It burns. <laughs> oh boy. Well, man up. Go take it. Burns a little. Listen to you, baby. Forty percent of people who received the shot are now blind. <laughs> now that's a side effect. Exactly. That would not be good. I think the FDA will look to that. So I won't be first. Sure. I won't be first in line, but I'll, I, I will get it. I will stride to the very front of the line. Awesome for the good of my fellow countrymen. Awesome, that's leadership. Armstrong and Getty.